0: what we're going to be talking about today on the terrorist therapist show welcome to the terrorist therapist show I'm Dr. Carol a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror well this has been a pretty exciting week Uh, fortunately not because there was another well I'm sure there was another a terrorist attack somewhere but fortunately because there wasn't another major attack that we've been Uh, hearing about in the news but because in fact um, in the other direction we have been getting tougher on terrorism there have been two big changes that have just increased our toughness and our protection and they're going to affect you if you travel or even if you don't so let's look at these two new things they are controversial certainly I'm sure you've probably Uh, heard something about it but the details you know (laughs) I think what's been happening is that people have been hearing things uh, little tidbits here and there but like the details somehow get lost and a lot of it is because we've been hearing something about these kinds of things for a while and also because um, it is frightening to hear about all these new measures being taken because that is what makes us more aware that we have something to be frightened about. So let's look at the changes first and then we can uh, talk about them and, and analyze how you're feeling about them because that'll tell you a lot. So first of all, there was the Supreme Court that lifted the lower court bans against President Trump's travel ban so now um, they it's called a travel ban light you know they've they've lightened it up some but really um it has strengthened the rules for getting a visa there are now tighter restrictions for six mainly muslim nations and all refugees so um the the company, the countries are Syria, Sudan, Somalia, Libya, Iran, and Yemen. And now in order to get a visa to come into the United States, if you're coming from one of these countries or if you're a refugee, you need to have a close, uh, the word is, the key word is close, family or business tie to the U.S. Now, uh, you have to prove that you have a family tie to a parent, a spouse, a child, an adult son or daughter, a son-in-law, a daughter-in-law, or a sibling who are already in the United States. I must say that I'm not sure that I agree with um, the distinctions here, you know, how they chose, um, who you need to be related to because quite frankly, I'm not sure that a, a relative by marriage um, is as close as a grandparent, for example. I wonder if they consulted psychiatrists on this. I have a feeling they didn't. But, um, and you know, looking at, at some of the past terrorists who have come in, um, like the San Bernardino, terrorist. Well, that was, you know, the woman got engaged to the man who was in the States, but if it had been, she had been a daughter-in-law, and it's just, it's just, um, it's actually bringing up a lot of awkward family issues, but, but I don't want you to think that I am against this because I'm not, and I will tell you why. I know, I know what you're thinking, that this is a ban against Muslims because of their religion, and it shouldn't happen, okay? But, Really, each of these countries, they have to fit some uh, parameter. And either these, they are a state sponsor of terrorism, these six countries, or they've been significantly compromised by terrorist organizations, or they contain active conflict zones. Now, I know what you're thinking also, that um, there are other countries that fit these parameters, or at least one of these parameters, and they're not on the ban list. And you may be wondering why that is, you know, and whether there's some kind of a political reason for that. And um, I think that, indeed, in the future, we may have to extend the travel ban, the visa ban, to other countries. Uh, But this is sort of a rollout, and it's a work in progress. And we're going to see uh, where terrorists are coming from after this ban is enacted. Now, um, as far as a close relationship to a business, this would include such things as being a student at a school or uh, being a professor who's been invited to give a lecture at a school or if you've been given a job. but it has to be really bona fide. It's going to be vetted. And it's not, uh, you know, they're going to be looking carefully for people who have just obtained um, uh, a relative. I mean, that's why I'm concerned about in-laws, uh, where people get married just for the sake of, of coming into the country. Uh, instead of grandparents. I mean, <laughs> good old nanny and Pop Up, you're not going um, <laughs> to have them count <laughs> to, uh, to be your relative. I don't think that's right. But anyway, um, if you can't establish a, this kind of close relationship with a, a relative or, or a business, uh, you're banned for 90 days if you're from one of these six countries and 120 days if you're a refugee from any country. Now, this is presumably to give the authorities time to provide um, more of a vetting for you, to look more closely into your background to decide whether or not you get a visa. So that is the, um, that's the 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 supreme court ban the visa ban now let's look at the second new uh tough on terror uh (laughs) rule that was enacted during this past week and these have to do with airport security they just got tougher uh now some of the ways that it's gotten tougher is by Uh, They're going to be having enhanced passenger vetting. So, you know, hopefully they're going to be looking more closely at the lists and so on, where have been people who have come into the States who um, later it was found they were on some list where they shouldn't have come in. Um, They're also going to be having more explosive detection. And this is going to be through technology and through dogs. Uh, They are going to root out, do a better job at rooting out insider threats to airlines. Now, you may recall, or may have heard, of the fact that there um, have been some terrorists who have, or want to be, or close to be terrorists, who have had either themselves had some kind of a job connected to the airlines, you know, like a baggage or something, or who have had a relative or a friend who actually had a job with an airline. Um, Obviously, these kinds of things are (laughs) very dangerous. There is also going to be um, closer scrutiny in terms of um, increased increased security protocols around aircraft and in passenger areas. There have been uh, instances of that too. I'm sure you've heard about times when people who weren't necessarily, you know, whether they turned out to be real terrorists or not, there have been people getting into areas where they weren't supposed to be, um, crossing the lines, you know, and and somehow managing to get uh, right in the fields. Uh, next to the airline. And then also, there's going to be heightened sec- screening of personal electronic devices. Now, um, there have been, now these rules, uh, first of all, these rules are going to apply to 180 foreign and US based airlines. 180 airlines have got to um, go along with all these rules. And these are airlines flying from 280 cities. In 105 countries. I mean, these numbers are staggering to enforce all of this security in all of these cities and all of these airlines. It's it's quite a feat. And um, when you think about it, though, there are 2,000 international flights that land in the U.S. daily. 2,000 international flights. That means 2,000 risks each day from flights um, coming into our country and where there haven't been um, careful enough screenings. Now, since March, there has been a ban on laptops from certain Middle Eastern and African um, nations. And this is because it was determined by uh, security authorities that terrorists have figured out how to make a bomb look like a laptop battery. So as you know, and as I've talked about in a previous uh, podcast, there were plans afoot to disallow people from bringing laptops on flights from Europe into the US. And in general, in fact, it was bandied about, to perhaps disallow laptops in the cabins um, from all, on all flights. And of course, workaholics were freaking out because what would they do in, the, in their flight um, without a laptop to be able to continue to do work, right? So these new rules, the new rules that I was just talking about that happened this week, may uh, seem, I mean, they are rather strict. But this was a compromise to try to avoid this total laptop ban in the cabin. And the reason why they were letting, or talking about letting laptops um, being still allowed in the, uh, as checked luggage, because that, the checked luggage goes through more scrutiny and because um, it would be harder to detonate a bomb that's in with the luggage, that's um, not in the immediate cabin. So, um, now I know some of you are just holding your head and um, detesting these changes, whether it's um, because you feel that, you know, that, um, well, first of all, nobody likes change. Let's just start with that. And second of all, these seem like, these seem like very restrictive kinds of changes. Uh, Now, you know, I I was started off by saying a ban a day keeps the terrorists away, or will it? I mean, of course, all of these things aren't necessarily going to fix uh, the lone wolf problem. I mean, the people who are already in America and who are being radicalized by the Internet, by terrorists in other countries... Um, who are using propaganda to radicalize lone wolves in our country who are here already, they are not, unless they, unless they go to a uh, terrorist country, they are not um, going to be affected by these new tough on terror rules. Uh, they're still here. But but it does cut down on um, the people coming in. And yes, of course we have to do more to try to prevent lone wolves from acting out. I've talked in previous podcasts about um, how we have to do more in prisons and jails because those are hotbeds of radicalization. Um, So, you know, yes, I'm certainly, I don't mean, I'm not saying that these two new uh, rules, these, these sets of rules that have just been enacted, the ban, Against the different countries and the airport security uh, tougher rules, that's those are not going to hundred percent ever prevent uh, a terrorist attack from ever happening again. Um, but it's certainly they certainly will um, do a lot to make us safer. Now I know I know some of you, as I started to say, some of you are scratching your head and, and um, shaking your head and saying what. Um, that's not going to do anything, and, and, uh, and this is just um, prejudiced against Muslims, and it's not uh, fair because it's letting other countries that, that fit these other these criteria, being sponsors of terrorism and so on, it's not having a ban against them. It is not perfect. These are things in these are um, these are rollouts, these are things, works in progress but they certainly will help. Now, if you uh, are feeling, if you detest these changes, um, obviously, as I'm saying, I for one am glad about them, not because I love spending more time in TSA lines at the airport, and not because I like keeping people out who are not terrorists, but because as the terrorist therapist, I'm constantly monitoring the threat, And I can tell you, and as I have been telling you um, in previous podcasts, (laughs) uh, it is growing. I mean, really, you don't have to be a terrorist therapist to know (laughs) if you're paying attention to the news, that it is growing. Although the problem is that we take in things in the news. I mean, the reason why you do kind of have to be here, the reason why I've devoted myself, dedicated myself to this is because even though we all hear the news, I'm hearing the same news you are, although I'm I'm doing a little bit, you know, I do a lot of research into this, but what happens is a normal, it's a normal psychological process. What happens is that when you hear news, it's called cognitive dissonance. When you hear things that you don't want to hear, you hear them and you take them in on an intellectual basis you you hear these reports about terror attacks you know all over the world and and all of that And you you know you, you could answer the question you could tell somebody you could talk about it with your friends although um that people don't tend to, to do that um as much because we don't want to think about it But, um, so on one level, yes, logically you've taken it in, you know about it, but on another level, your mind, your psyche, your unconscious is protecting you from all this bad news. You don't want to hear about these things. You don't want to be made afraid. So, so, um, so you go into denial, you, you hear the information, you take it in, but some of it you push out, um, because of denial. To, so that you don't have to walk around uh, being afraid. And some of it is healthy denial, and some of it is where you need to be a little bit more realistic. So if, um, if these changes, you know, that I've been talking about have made you mad or unhappy, you have to ask yourself whether it's because of one of three things. The first thing that it could be is politics. Uh, if you hate President Trump and you would hate anything that he endorses, then you're gonna hate these, these bans. Um, if you, a second reason uh, is inconvenience. It was bad enough having to take our shoes off, but now these extra airport security measures are going to be even more annoying. Where they're gonna, we're gonna have to get to the airport even earlier. We're gonna have to take off or let people pry through all our stuff more than we already have so you know yes it's uncomfortable but now the third reason that these changes may have made you mad or unhappy is what i think is the most important and that's what i started to talk about the denial if these measures the fact especially that there were two of these measures in this past week both the supreme court lifting the lower courts ban against president trump's travel ban, so in other words, uh, making these tighter visa rules, um, and the airport security, uh, increased airport security, these two major things happening in the same week would most likely have broken through your denial about just how close terrorism is getting to us. It makes it seem much more real if all these people are doing all these things to, um, you know, taking such extreme acts, um, then then they must be thinking that it's serious. And it's not just President Trump, um, you know, yes, it was his ban or his executive order and so on that's been, um, you know, that courts have been fighting about and so on, but, but he if, it wasn't just he wasn't the only one who came up with this. He didn't just dream this up and everyone said okay. Um, it is you know uh, CIA FBI um, um, there are there are other uh, other parts of the government um, that have you know airport security. There are other uh, other parts of the government that are playing a role in this in these different. Uh, new rules, and so, so yes, and you know that, and so it's, it's not just, you can't just blame it all on President Trump, um, and so if these things, you know, hearing about all these things, yes, make us nervous, um, so, you know, in the air, airline, TSA security lines, even before all these new rules, uh, they are the main place that wake us up, from our denial to begin with, you know, it's like people walk around asleep, denying the severity, the risk of terrorism, and then they go to the airport, and lo and behold, they have to take their shoes off, and oh yes, there is terrorism. There, that's right. And um, airplane incidents have been increasing, not just uh, because of all airlines cabin crew who are on who are on edge and mistreating passengers but also passengers are acting out more. And that's because airplanes and airports are triggering us, reminding us that terrorism exists, breaking through our denial. For some of us, it's triggering our PTSD from 9-11 and subsequent attacks. And so all of these things in one week are knocking on our door, just like uh, terrorists are knocking on our door. That's what it's making us realize. That yes, if we're having to do all this work because all these things, you know, these bureaucracies, whether it's for the visa or the airport security, the the impact of this, the amounts of work that's going to have to be done in our country, in these other countries, is it, just staggering. So that tells us that somebody, not just Trump, is thinking that terrorists are knocking on our doors and that makes us scared. So let me me read a letter, an email from um, Lou in Atlanta. Hi terrorist therapist, this is uh, the the portion of the terrorist therapist show where I read um, the emails that I get from you and um, and try to answer your questions. Hi terrorist therapist. Wow, this has been quite some week with all the new rules to keep terrorism out. I hope they're gonna help, but meanwhile, it's made me very nervous to think terrorists are knocking at our door. Yes, indeed. I hear about this in the news, but I don't like to think about it. What should I do? Well, yes, as I was saying, it's um breaking through our denial we don't want to think about it and i'm certainly not saying uh, lou or everyone else i'm certainly not saying that you should go to your bed put the covers over your head uh, think to yourself oh my god if they're doing all this stuff to keep, keep terrorists out and it's not gonna fix the lone wolves oh my god um the end of the world is coming or the end of the world as i know it in america is coming Uh, and other countries for that matter. Um, We have to live our lives. I just actually, just yesterday, uh, a parent was asking me about the concerts. He was telling me that his daughter has tickets to a Justin Bieber concert um, in in, uh, in LA. And um, he didn't know, he said that she could go there. He's have, I told him about what I had recommended, that uh, a parent should go with her. And he said that, yes, her mother was going with her. And, uh, you know, I talked about the looking at the excerpts, exits and always being aware of what's going on around you and all these kinds of things. Uh, but, you know, it's, and it's good to hear, I was happy to hear, that parents are, are trying to be cautious or thinking about these things. But it doesn't mean that you need to, um, to stop to stop traveling for summer vacation or business or whatever or um, going to concerts or doing whatever else. So I, as I said, I for one am happy about these new regulations. We will find in the coming days that they are not perfect. They are just rollouts. They will be modified as uh, more information comes. And, um, and but I think it's a great start. So um, the bottom line is that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So thank you for listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. Let me remind you again of how you can get in touch with me. Um, I do like hearing from you. I do like getting questions or comments. So please go to my Terrorist Therapist Facebook page. If you put in The Terrorist Therapist, it will take you to my page. And if you put in, if you go to my website, which I'm happy to say is now, <laughs> it's been in existence. It's now uh, uh, up there, and uh, that is theterroristtherapist.com. Go to www. and there's a contact page. There are there are the vlogs. There are the um, uh, yes, I have blogs every week, as well as the podcast every week. Uh, I have all kinds of other information, quotes where I've been quoted, different television interviews, a whole bunch of stuff on my website, terroristtherapist.com. So, um, <laughs> so let me uh, say goodbye for today. And um, again, thank you for listening to the show. I'm your terrorist therapist. And let me leave you with this. We need to face reality and hope that the new rules will work to cure or at least diminish the risk of terrorist attacks in the air and on our soil. Thank you, I'm your terrorist therapist, Dr. Carol.